<laughs> well, I can't be half dressed. I've, I've either got to be, I've got to be fully numbed up, or I've got to be. Because your persona changes. You can never catch Superman halfway through a costume change. There are dire warnings that New South Wales will be hit by increasingly extreme weather. 2015 was the hottest year since climate records began. Your show this July was the single hottest month in recorded history. Australia sweltered through its hottest spring on record. Climate change is now affecting every country on every continent. It's the rate that's a great concern. And what do you want that rate down to? Oh, it's human activity. We have everything we need. Some still doubt that we have the will to act. But I say the will to act is itself a renewable resource. I can't stop Ah, uh, good shot. That was good. And, and I, I, I mean, you know, that's the, I think the best part about what we do and even even standing up there and talking about all that information in the context that we were mm -hmm. with all those parents and all those kids you know that that's not the done thing so, yes. so it's really nice to be agitating and um Getting disturbing first. disturbing yeah. the status quo definitely You're actually talking about this stuff yeah that's really really good hello and welcome to episode 66 of climactic I'm Mark, and I'll be your host today. Or rather, I'll be your host a year ago. You see, this is Climactic's most recent episode, but it's also one of our earliest recordings. And very nearly, it ended up as a lost recording. Because even though this is an interview with Costa Georgiadis, who's an award-winning and beloved personality, this was the first time I'd ever recorded an interview with anyone. And I didn't really know who Costa was. So this was recorded in the Green Room, also known as A Room, at the 2018 Ballarat Begonia Festival. It was recorded on one mic, and I'm embarrassed to admit I didn't know how to shut up and let my guest answer a question. And really the only reason that this is seeing the light of the day, despite how amazing my guests were, Costa and Dirt Girl, is the work of a new member of the Climactic Collective, Ace editor Reese Gray. Reese has only recently joined our group, but already I owe him hugely for this. A recording that I thought was unlistenable, he managed to salvage. And I'm so glad to be bringing you this chat with Costa Georgiadis and Marie Lowe's, aka Dirt Girl, for you now. And you're about to hear me ask how long Costa had been hosting the ABC Gardening radio show. Because I didn't realize ABC gardening was a thing that happened on television. So new to Australia, I was. So please, when you hear that, just laugh at me rather than cringing, because I'll be cringing hard enough for all of us. Thanks. Enjoy. All right, you're the expert. You've been doing this radio show, Gardening Australia, for six years now? For uh, yeah, so... A uh, while. ABC TV since 2012. And yep. then before that... I was on SBS, yes. which is a concurrent uh, national broadcaster, but it started off as the um, ethnic broadcasting station, ethnic and indigenous broadcasting station, um, and so I was on there for four years as well. So wow! So uh, you're you're 
background in broadcasting goes back quite a ways. Uh, yeah, well, I, funnily enough, it's sort of grown. You know, suddenly it's 10 years or more, and you just think, whoa, that's, that's um, yeah, yeah. It's building up a bit of. And you a look bit back and you're like, wow. And you think, yeah, yeah, I started with, with, with you know, this level of, of exposure and this level of, of um, reach, and, and yeah. now that's grown and continues to sort of ebb and flow in terms of the styles of media and the changes with media yep. and having to, to shift along. and adapt yep, to, to different um, media platforms now. And Absolutely. You either shift and adapt or you, you, you just die. dissolve. Yep. That's right. um, so, but, but you are relevant. You do have quite a bit, big following, and so you personally, you're out there promoting composting, sustainable lifestyles. You, you personally have a strong belief that we are affecting the climate, and things are, are yeah. getting worse, and there needs yeah. to be action taken against that. Yeah. What was kind of the moment for you when, when that kind of clicked in your head, and you realized that business as usual in society was harmful to the planet? Um, I suppose I, I started to get really affected by it when I used to. Um, when I was working in landscaping and you'd go to the tip to take your green waste and you would see truck after truck after truck mm -hmm. coming in off the morning suburban run yes. and tipping, tipping their loads into a subsurface hopper where there was a truck underneath That's right. and you would see what was coming in there and when you put that into context and say that's happening every day hundreds and hundreds of trucks and then you I'd see those trucks driving off to landfill west of the Great Divide because we and don't have any site. more space yes and out to Orange and you know what out to these other places and and then you see people pulling up with their trailers and throwing all of these valuable resources and then I think the bit that struck me was when you just saw that compacted just go crush 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 yeah. and same at council cleanups when you see all these perfectly good things on the street just right. get crushed by the compactor into this mishmash of mm -hmm. useless material That's right. that then goes to landfill. That that kind of it's a gradual kind of process, that, but those that, are the things that you reality remember. struck me and, yeah. and it made it very aware in my consciousness that mm -hmm. we need to do something better here. Very and good. that, you know, just recycling green waste is you know, when all that's happening, yes. you know, I'm, I'm pushing up a short creek there. Yeah, it's, because in it's the a meantime, the, bucket, the, river, the river is just flowing every day, and that's one waste transfer station, and there's six of them in Sydney. Yes. So six of those every day churning that volume of material. Right. That You can't go to sleep and just go, oh, well, oh, that's right. it doesn't matter. No. And so, you know, in my capacity now as an environmental educator, mm -hmm. um, Outside of the show, mm -hmm. um, but with the show as well, being able to put these messages out there. And the good thing about gardening is that it is very much a Trojan horse. Yes. Um, everyone has an angle on gardening, even if they're not a gardener. You know, they'll have a story about a plant, or they'll have a story about a bird, or have a story about their chickens when they were young, or their yeah. grandparents Some taught them this, or their parents taught space. them that. Yeah. So when I think about that, I realise that. We have a hook into everyone. Absolutely. And the more conscious we are of the way we tell those stories, then the less we offend people with a zealot approach. Definitely. And the more you can just expose them with a, with a, a, a practical solutions-based way Absolutely. rather than just, you know, I mean, there's, there's massive... There's massive messages being going out from the the the, the 
the on the impacts Definitely. on the realities of the change. Mm-hmm. Um, but but easy to be overwhelmed by that. And overwhelmed. You can focus and then, on the and then what happens that. is when where, if you start to point the finger and say, you know, we're creating this and we're creating that, then what you're sort of doing is saying to people, oh, you know, the way you live and what you do, and, and suddenly you become higher up mm-hmm. in terms of the, 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 the mountain and the message. Yes. And then when people see that, they become dissonant and they go, oh, you know, who are you to be telling me what to do? And then what they actually do is not necessarily, they don't only not take it on board, they become resistant to it. Yes. And then they actually fight back. Yes. So, so then you've we, lost them and you end up with this denial and, and then people go out and consciously look for denial statistics to back up their dissonant position. Definitely. So if we, if we step back and actually remember that what we want to do is constantly give people practical ways to overcome these problems, hook it back to their reality, hook it back to you will save money by doing this, you will help your children by doing this, not sort of you're screwing the world you're adding to the problem you must do this it's the message the message is all the same but it's just Mm -hmm. how we how we package it so you know my opportunity to package it through get grubby tv is brilliant because you see all the parents there with the kids so dirt girl and myself and scrap boy you know we bring the, 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 the children there with the grandparents and with the parents and everything and then they hear that song you know, even one of the one of our organisers here. You know, I walked in this morning and she was saying, you know, um, um, hanging in the backyard, doing nothing too hard. So that song, we Earworm. farm earworms. Yeah. And if we can farm earworms through our music, then that goes into the adults, it goes into the kids, and they start doing what they're singing, even if they don't necessarily fully understand yes. what those lyrics are. So right. you, you know, when when Huey Eustace, who wrote the song. Um, get down get dirty you know i go into a rap and i say turn off that screen get yourself unclean there's a whole new paradigm and you don't need a neon sign embrace a change make a shift it's time for everyone to lift so spread the word make some noise all the mums and dads all the girls and boys you listen to that and that message is through (laughs) that message is through every movie you think about supersize me you know any any of the big top messages chasing ice Chasing yes. Ice, amazing, amazing, amazing movie. That that was another one that mm, knocked one me moments. out of the ballpark. Yeah. Because when you see when you see a shearing iceberg the size of double the size of Manhattan Island, mm-hmm. you go, that is that is serious, right? Absolutely. And, and for any denial, you just show them that movie and you go, yeah, there, there's some reality, but I don't have to jam it down your throat. Nope. So if we use that platform, the music platform, the kids are singing it, it becomes part of their consciousness. So, so they actually support it without even realising, but the parents have got the earworm in their head. And so if they start... And the kid in their ear as well telling them... You know, turn off that screen. You know, we know the stats. We know that... You, you know, we, we, we need to get kids outside and get them involved with, with um, you know, more green time, less screen time, all of those. Mm-hmm. If you can put in a song and then the kids are tapping away that in their head when they go outside and they go into the garden because we've just played Rod or Not, and then they know, and then we can get people not having liners in their bins because they're not putting the food scraps in there. They can leave the bin lid open and have a look at what goes in there. You know, that's more valuable than Definitely. than than anything else because we have to change from the suburbs back. Yes. Because that's where the, the consciousness and the consumption uh, and the consumption consciousness is grown. That's right. So we either that's grow a different one with the well. families yep. or grow the same. Yes. And that, yep. that's where that opportunity to change is yep. you know, in, in a media sense 
is, is brilliant because that message, you know, I'm going to go out and talk talk now to to um, the, to the people and the parents about the room, yep. grow and water and the role of water and how I can thread that water back through bird watching. I can thread it into into biodiversity. I can thread that message into you need to hit into bonsai. I can thread it into cacti and succulents yeah. and getting involved with a society like that and firing them up. Um, I, I, I say to kids when I'm talking to high school kids, there's not a topic in the newspaper that you couldn't tie back to sustainability, um, attitude and change. Absolutely. And that could be anything from a political topic to a sport topic or whatever. There's a message in there. And, yeah, I think the biggest thing we can do is tell stories Definitely. with, with, a, with a, an edge and a slant and a freshness mm-hmm. that engages that entertains, but most of all informs. So do you want to see a lot more people in Australia start to emulate what you're doing and sort of getting these, the actual actionable topics, pulling them out of that broader conversation, repackaging them as good media for the kids and filtering it up that way? You know, Paul and Laverne from Grampian Central West, I mean, that's what they're doing with their superheroes or smart schools and, and, um, and, and, and all of the different things, whether it's having a, um, a repair cafe or whether it's boomerang bags, mm-hmm. you know, rather than just keep saying to people, stop using plastic bags, stop using plastic bags. Here's you know, people are sick of being bombarded. They're, they're overwhelmed with information. Yeah. Any information we share can't be just another brick in the wall no. because they're just over it. They're Definitely. bombarded. We, we get, you know, there's media coming at us everywhere on our on our tablets, on our phones, on the bus. You, you go, to, go to fuel and there's a TV there jamming Showing stuff you down your gob. Yep. You go to a restaurant, the TVs are on. Like, our biggest challenge is not that people don't know this stuff, it's how to get their attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, attention now, two minutes is gone with the wind. That's right. That's a long... That's a long message. Definitely. And so you're saying that the media game really is the place where we can get this message out and actually get action taking places is by being good at that media. It's not People aren't going to stop watching this content. We just have to be better than the crap. Yeah. We're promoting that conscious yeah. consumerism. Yeah. So you've been in a lot of places. You've, you, know, you work in, in big media here in Australia. Are the effects that are coming about because of what you're doing and what other people are doing, are, are you quite hopeful about it? Oh. Well, Dirk and I were talking, you know, just when you see hundreds and hundreds of kids turning up for a show where we're talking about rot or not, uh, how to get ready to get grubby, how to build a compost lasagna, how they all stay there. You, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's a big sign. And, and the kids were coming to see that, you know, and they were talking about the grubby bucket and talking about the messages that we've got crafted through, you know, a beautifully written series. Then you look at the schools programs where people are doing that. You look at community gardens and the changes across councils wanting to give people... Well, there's still polarity. There's some that don't, but mm-hmm. the councils that are giving giving freedoms and, and guidelines so people can grow food in their streets and, and, and create community gardens and, and build this awareness. And, and you know, and, and Beck's, Beck's work with granny skills and grandpa skills, like, that's sort of saying, yeah, let's, let's rediscover this simple way of living that everyone's looking for 
that are slowly waking up and saying, hey, we've been sold up a river yes. in terms of this consumption, mm-hmm. and now we're being told we're bad. When mm. we're, we're, and, and, you no. know, all these messages, we've we got to step away from the bad That's right. and just say, hey, remember. And, and when you do something like that and bring up, oh, remember how your grandma used to do that, that creates a resonance to the heart. And when we connect with the heart, then that sticks and people will see that through. And, and the stuff that, that she's talking about in terms of, you know, taking the abundance and, and preserving it or conserving it or, or pickling it or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, all these different options or making homemade, homemade recipes for, for cleaning and, you know, those sorts of things turn it, turn it on its head and, and give people a chance to say, all right, I'll take a little bit of control back. And only has to be a little bit. And and if if I get one message through to people about their keep cup mm-hmm. or about starting a worm farm mm-hmm. that the kids then do or a grandparent does for the grandkids, then you know that their sphere of influence is gonna take that into a world. And then the domino effect kicks in and we don't know exactly how far our work can reach. You can become a climactic supporter at our pausable link in the show notes. Thank you. Um, because I don't know, we just we reuse, we recycle, um, especially scrapware. He loves doing that. We use old stuff and and make new stuff out of it and turn trash into treasure. I grow my own food. We go to the markets and buy fresh produce. I have a farm gate stall. Um, it's just yeah, it's how we roll. It almost just sounds like 1930s Australia. Like it's not even that much of a fiction. Like it just yeah, sounds well, crazy to us now. Yeah, that's why um, meeting Beck, uh, meeting yeah, yeah, Beck yeah, from Beck, yeah. Granny Skills is really cool because yeah, it makes so much sense to me. So a lot of crossover in that space. Totally. It's like oh, my superhero was my nan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, I had to make one. So yeah. how about Dirt Girl's nan? Did she teach her these things? Are these passed down? In yeah, this? I guess. Well, you know, we sort of, it's a funny thing. I don't really have, we don't really have elders in mm. Dirt Girl World, which does sound a bit sad when you think it's about egalitarian. it. It's more egalitarian. Yeah. Equal. Yeah. Fair enough. We're, we're kind of, it's a bit of a, an amazing thing. We don't really age either. We're That's just sort of an age, yeah. So, but I learn a lot from my friends, you know, um, Scrapboy's always teaching me things and Costa's always teaching me things. My girl band, I have an old girl band and I learn from them and we just sort of explore together and learn through each other, I guess. And Very good. Yeah. Definitely about sharing information and knowledge and yeah. So what, what makes Dirt Girl the happiest when she sees <clears throat> kids doing something positive? Well, getting grubby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Being in the dirt, that's why my name's Dirt Girl, because I love dirt. And just being outside, you know, stepping outside, that's part of why we have the grubby bucket. And so it's really easy for people to have ideas about what's fun to do outside. We just pull out a challenge. And yeah, and the other day, actually, I met someone who made their own grubby bucket. It was really Yay. cool. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Do you, you encourage more of that? You want to see grubby buckets wherever yeah. you go? Yeah. Well, because the thing is, is that we protect what we love. That's mm-hmm. what we say in Dirt Go World. So um, 
and that's that's why you know we do things to protect our earth is because we're connected and we love it mm-hmm. and we also um, like the idea of connecting and understanding mm-hmm. and then doing that's when you act so yeah so whenever you see kids acting on this stuff it makes dirt go very happy absolutely Good. yeah and that's the thing if you connect and you have fun and you play then you just naturally want to protect it you know Definitely. nature first is second nature yeah nature first is second nature that's yeah really good. yeah very nice um and that's the other thing is little you know when you're young there's only so much you can do about big issues mm-hmm. and i really do believe that little things make a big difference because when one person does something it may seem like a little thing but when seven billion people do mm-hmm. something little you know it becomes a big thing so um yeah we definitely believe in little things make a big difference that's fantastic yeah so what are some of dirt girl's future plans you know, she's traveling all around australia at the moment yeah, so um, now that we have Get Grabby TV, we can rock around in the real world, which is awesome. And we actually are um, working on a, um, a project around plastic bags. Perfect. Yeah, which have become a really big issue. You know, along with climate change, we have a big plastic problem on the planet. Mm-hmm. Plastic hasn't been around for that long. Not at all. And, um, and it's become a really big problem really quickly. And so uh, we're working on a a plastic bag project. And we also have been up in the uh, northern parts of Australia, hanging out with Indigenous rangers and finding out how they care for country. Excellent. Um, Because they're traditional owners of the land, it's their land, and they come from you know years and years and years of knowledge and understanding um so who better to protect it that's right yeah so we've been hanging out with them and that's been absolutely amazing there's so many committed hard-working amazing people caring for country in australia so yeah that was awesome heaps of awesome adventures yeah so we'll be sharing that soon we did a documentary series on that fantastic Mm. as Hopefully, you know, this will be maybe one of the first documentaries that kids watch and they'll relate <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, that's it's, true. It's a documentary. And yeah. Documentary will kind of enter the minds of kids. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've got documentaries in, in Dirt Girl World, but, but here they're normally pretty heavy topics. <laughs> and yeah. it's great to get maybe kids into that type of thing from an early age. Yeah. Well, it's about, this was probably targeted towards families. Yes. So the whole family, um, because some of it ties into biosecurity as mm-hmm. well as caring for country. Um, so yeah, so it's definitely aimed at getting communities, you know, interested in this stuff because it's their community, it's their area, and it's their country That's right. um, that they're caring for. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how communities take it. Yeah, and where it goes. Yeah, That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, third girl, I really like that you make things so accessible for kids, but you don't dumb it down so much, like. You're, Kids are super used, smart. They really are. Yeah. I, I'm fully expecting some little kid, when I go back out to the Begonia Festival in a few minutes, to be, run up to me like, I learned from Dirt Girl about biosecurity. 
like the, the they, vocabulary. It's amazing how much. Yeah, that's the thing. No, we don't. We just use the words, especially in science. You know, science is full of cool words. Absolutely. And and once you've connected it with an idea and what it means, then you usually, you know, we all forget sometimes. But it's great to learn cool words and the word, the proper names for things. You Absolutely. know. Um, yeah, I love words. I'm a big word person. But yeah, the and the thing is, is um, we we're all about the next generation because mm-hmm. at the moment we you know grown ups make decisions, but it's the next generation who inherit you know the the consequences of Definitely. this current generation, and so those kids you know it, the planet it's their future. That's right. Yeah, so it's really great. It's awesome that they're interested in what we're interested in, which is going outside being connected, protecting what we love. That's right, and yeah. getting dirty in the process. Yeah, and having so much fun. This right. is like We just have the best time, all the time. I can relate to that fully. My best toy when I was a kid growing up was literally the dirt pile. My dad had a gigantic yeah, wow. pile of dirt. I'd dig caves in it. It's like bunkers for my toys. And, That's awesome. You know, great little forests on top of grass. Yeah. Magic. See, imaginary play as well. Absolutely. It's the best. There's so much you can do. We don't even have to fully imagine it, though. When you were out backyard in the garden, you're naming all your worms. Yeah. If you're looking at one of those sort of the open air recycling, uh, the open air worm farms. Yeah. It's right there. It's tangible. You can pretend it's, you know, not even pretend. It really is a bug city. But you can (laughs) can be watching this Pixar movie in your backyard. Yeah, that's That's so true. That's so true. I love that. I maybe love like like a... Dirt Girl narrated film where it's just footage from a backyard <laughs> with these two worms. That's a really cool idea. Dialogue. I have to say it is actually one of my favorite things to do is imagining what animals are thinking. Definitely. So, so I might have to do that. <laughs> my, Especially our, if I see a dog, I will just... Oh, like, definitely. I wonder, What's going on in there? Yeah, yeah. My cat last night got introduced to catnip for the first time, so we were very interested in oh. what was going on in there. <laughs> Something interesting, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I might, I might have to do that. Feel free, take uh, it away. Thank you. <laughs> it's all yours. Uh, thank you so much for spending this time with me, Dirt Girl. Thank you. I, I Thanks hope... for making your podcast. Uh, it's it's absolutely a pleasure. It really is. It actually fills me with such a sense of of actually purpose and, and fulfillment. Actually doing something, even if it's yeah. just talking to people. Yeah. This will, with this, you'll never know who it's going to inspire, but it will inspire somebody. Absolutely. Preferably, I'd love to do a, an episode all about kids and about the next generation yeah, and cool. have really like a. Uh, a dirt girl presents type yeah, show awesome. it would be great we've met some amazing um we call them green thumbs in jerko world or grubsters some amazing young people lately who are doing incredible stuff some of them they just make awesome backyard obstacle courses <laughs> um cool. yeah we also met a boy recently called plastic free boy and he's doing a lot of work um around Education to do with plastic. That's brilliant. And he's, you know, 10. So, yeah, just really, really amazing young people doing cool stuff. And I think that's the thing is actually hearing from young people themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and getting to have a say. And as well, because those big issues are so big with climate change and the planet, um, yeah, just letting them do little things as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, a podcast, if everyone is having the conversation Definitely. as well. Then, the awareness yeah. is there. We can do a lot more. Yeah, and you get a feeling that you can do something, and that's, that's right. really important to feel hopeful. That's right. Well, props to Plastic Free Boy. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess with kids it's amazing because, you know, 
older people, we grow up in society and then we think, oh, if something in that society was wrong, I feel guilty about it or like I've, I've done the wrong thing for so long. And I also yeah. feel like society is so big, what can I do to change it? But yeah. if you get in front of a kid and sort of say, here's the right way to do things and they can see it, you know, they see the worm farm, they're like, this is nature. I go out in nature and everything makes sense and all fits together. Yeah. As soon as they see what the right way should be, the way society tells them to do it makes no sense at all. Like, kids are really good at being like, that's not true or that's not right. Yeah, kids so, are pretty discerning. Yeah. Definitely. So what, what you're doing, just teaching them the right way, they're just going to, I think they're going to be pretty immune to everyone who's like, oh, well, you should do it this way. It's green. No, it's not. Yeah. We don't even really think about it as the right way or the wrong way. We just think about it as how we, you know, how we do things. That's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, you just uh, once we had some plastic in Durka, well, plastic blow in from the Costa Vader, and yeah, it just really stood out because it so didn't fit in there. Didn't it didn't have a there. place. No. no, you know, it doesn't break. This is the thing we're talking about at the moment. It doesn't break down. It breaks up. Plastic mm-hmm. breaks up, even when it, you know, um, gets so tiny, it becomes microplastics, which yeah. some of us are eating. That's right. It doesn't change into something else. Yeah. So I think that's the thing. We just do it yeah we roll how we roll i guess (laughs) thank you so much thank you well what amazingly gracious people they both were thank you so much costa marie for really putting up with me in hindsight um boy i learned a lot i think i've gotten better since then at least one can only hope It's good sometimes to go back and look at our early work uh, as humbling and humiliating as it sometimes can be. But honestly, looking back on that, it does make me really happy that there is really good children's television content coming out in this day and age where we've realized that it really is this next generation that's going to get hit the hardest by climate change impacts. And the children of today and adults of tomorrow need to be prepared in order to have the best chance. Costa and Dirt Girl come at this huge task, though, with such energy and sense of fun. And it was marvelous to get to see them do their thing up on stage, teaching kids composting and the joys of getting grubby. Thanks again to Costa and Dirt Girl for their time and giving it to someone who really didn't have a clue. Congratulations to Costa and the whole ABC Gardening team for their success at this year's Logie Awards. And if you want to hear more from someone who sounds suspiciously like Dirt Girl, tune in for next week's episode with Rebecca Sullivan, Damien Coulthard, and Marie Lowe's. Thanks and have a great week. And remember, if I can interview Costa, anyone can. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Climactic, the flagship podcast of the Climactic Collective, a podcast network dedicated to lifting the voices of the climate community. You can find out more about the people behind Climactic and all the shows we produce at climactic.fm. We are a social enterprise podcast network, and we greatly appreciate your support. You can find a link to our Pausable where you can support us directly in the show notes of this episode or from our website. Thank you for listening, and from the whole Climactic Collective, keep up the great work and take care of each other in these climactic times.
This show is produced by Hear Media, a boutique audio agency in Narm, Melbourne. To learn more and get in touch, head to hearmedia.studio. That's H-E-R-E media.studio. Studio.